This is not an intelligence issue. We are all perceptible to falling for these biases. From MoneyFit by DRS, it's the MoneyFit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. This week on the Money Fit Show, we learn with the BBB's Dale Dixon how motivated cognition, an innate tendency, can lead us straight into the jaws of a scammer. I could spend the entire episode today just introducing my guest, Dale Dixon, as the author of Sweating Bullets, Chief Innovations Officer of the Better Business Bureau, Northwest and Pacific, Great Northwest and Pacific as the host of the Complete Leader and the Game Changers podcast, as an in-demand speaker, an award-winning broadcast news and media communications expert with 30 years of experience and so much more, but I would rather talk with him than about him. So, Dale Dixon, welcome to the Money Fit podcast, my friend. Hey, thank you. It's great to be with you. It's good to have you back. Now, in the last, uh, you've been on my podcast before, so you know that we open with a question, uh, not directly related, but to the topic, but what is your favorite part about working for the Better Business Bureau, doing what you do? My favorite part about working with Better Business Bureau, it, it gets to what I love doing, which is creating new value and, and trying new things. So I'm the chief innovation officer. And whenever we get to connect with a business and help that business grow, uh, be more profitable, attract and keep customers, and build for the long term. Um, I love to see small business succeed. Mm. And anytime I get a chance to see a small business owner really take it to the next level and do things because it's the right thing to do, they uh, see their industry, their line of work as a true calling and a passion. I love working with people like that. Nice. That's where I get my energy. Sounds very satisfying. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay. Well, Adele, I've heard you say in our previous uh, conversations and, and, and our previous podcast episode uh, in the past that, some, that once someone even entertains the possibility that they are not being scammed, whether it's the by the Nigerian prince or the Haitian lottery or any number of other baseless, really fraudulent schemes, that it becomes almost impossible for that individual to let go. Now we talked about, uh, we talked previously about sunk cost fallacy and just started talking about motivated cognition. I wonder if we could uh, finish up that conversation before moving on to the third uh, of these biases. What is it about Absolutely. motivated cognition that, that makes it so difficult to, to stay out or get out of scams? So and for the listener who might just be tuning into this podcast and hasn't had a chance to listen to the first one, um, basically, as BBB, we get asked about scams a lot. As we tell people about a scam, the next thing we hear is, how does somebody fall for that? Mm -hmm. I wanted an answer to that question. So I went and searched and I found these four biases that we're talking through. Um, during the last episode, we talked about the idea of sunk cost theory. So that's when you put even a little bit of money into something, you expect a return on that investment and you're willing to push through to get that return, whether it's concert tickets mm -hmm. or 20 bucks to get a lottery ticket or think you get a lottery ticket. 
um, that's where sunk cost, that's where they, the initial hook to get folks in. And then it leads to uh, motivated cognition. And this is one of those human biases that we are all, uh, we can all fall victim to. This is not an intelligence issue. It's, I'm going to keep driving this home. This is, this is part of the human condition. We are all perceptible to falling for these biases. And motivated cognition is just, it's this unconscious, unconscious tendency that we have as people to, to process information, to achieve or to reach a conclusion that we want, that fits our goal. Mm-hmm. And we don't even, we don't know we do this, but as information comes in, this is, you know, we're, we're, we're still in the midst of uh, this politically tenuous situation. You think about the opposing sides of any issue, mm-hmm. and the term has been used often of echo chambers, right? Where people go for news that fits what they, you know, their ideology and what they believe. This is really in line with that, and and we do it even subconsciously. Um, saying the other side is wrong, my side's right, so I'm going to stick with my side and get my information here. Mm-hmm. That's an example of motivated cognition. We told people that we would uh, share the actual research at the Ivy League yes. level that shows this is this is a truism for us as human beings. And they went out, uh, the researchers, and identified Ivy League college students, mm-hmm. and they showed these college students a series of videos. And the videos were controversial calls at a football game. Right. And the, the students had their team, their school's team on the field, and then another team. And you know what the researchers found That's time and That's time it. again. Right. Yep. The students from each school were more likely to see referees' calls as correct when it favored their school than when it favored a rival. Mm, that, that mind-blowing, is, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. But I'm, it's Ivy I'm, League. It's, it's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of that is what I think. I know I have done that myself. Right. Um, and, that's, and that's it. That's motivated cognition. So as we, as we get sucked into scams, if we're willing to take the first initial steps and expect a payout of some kind, I've won a lottery, something's going to happen. I start to process all of the incoming information provided by the scam artist to fit my end goal. So we are looking for even the, the most minute of possibilities of, of part of the story that will fit and, and support our belief that, hey, we, are, we see I am going to win this. I'm going to get my money back plus this huge amount. Yes, that is it. Okay. And- and this and the scam artists know this. So we shared uh, during the last episode that the scam artists are trained. They spend hours and hours and hours training on how to use these biases against us. Just it's psychology. I call it psychology meets technology mm-hmm. because they're trained in how to use these biases against their intended victims, and they take a big shotgun approach at the beginning. And they will cast the widest net possible. That's where the technology comes in. Mm-hmm. The scam artist will use robocalls. I'm 
I've gotten three today already. Right. Don't even answer. Right. Just know that they, uh, it's an unknown number, usually has the area code of the state in which I live. And they it might even have the first three pre, uh, numbers of your prefix of your own phone. So it looks exactly. like it's really close. Yep, exactly. And that's, you know, just piquing your curiosity, which is another human trait we're not even talking about. But that's a great one to bring up. Mm -hmm. um, anything that they can do to, to capture your curiosity, they're going to do. So uh, your area code, the first three numbers, the prefix, all of those things are, they're not just coincidence. Mm -hmm. Everything has a reason. And if they can get you sucked in and then they can hit this motivated cognition, make you a promise, get you to buy in sunk cost theory, and then start feeding you information, they know your brain will start to process that information at the subconscious level mm -hmm. to fit your end goal. So whatever the end goal of the scam is, i.e., not, I'm not talking about the end goal from the scam artist perspective. That's clear. <laughs> they just want to extract money from your pocket. Right. The end goal for you is I want the payout. I want to win the lottery. I want to keep a family member out of jail. So that specific scam is, we call it the grandparent scam. Oftentimes, scam artists will go into social media and they will find family members of a target and they will call those family members. It's easy to find phone numbers. It's mm -hmm. easy to find contact information. Um, and now with social media, it's easy to, to pull out specific things about a person say, Hey, it's your grandson. Their name is this. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been here. They've done this. They, you know, just based on the pictures that you see online and all of a sudden they start triggering motivated cognition. What right. does every grandparent want to do? They, they want the best for their grandchild. Right. So they'll start filtering the information to this end. And I have a, ch you know, I'm going to give you a chance to take good care of your grandchild who's in, got themselves in trouble. They're in jail in another county, another mm -hmm. state, in another country. Uh, the story could be different every time. All you have to do is wire me this. Yeah. Wire the money. And people will start going through the process of doing it. Absolutely convinced that they are fulfilling an end goal. Right. And that's motivated cognition. All right. So in, in our last, uh, in our last five, about five minutes here, let's talk about the next bias that you've uh, identified. Elective perception. Did I get that right? Selective, Selective perception. perception. Yep. Uh, this one sounds interesting. This is, I'm assuming this is where we're going to start weeding out obvious signs that should be real red flags to us. Yeah. So selective perception is our tendency as human beings not, and that's the keyword, not to notice and quickly forget any kind of stimuli that would make us uncomfortable mm -hmm. or contradict our prior beliefs. Mm -hmm. Kind of the opposite of the, of the motivated cognition. Yeah. So motivated cognition means you take any information coming at you and you turn it to fit your end goals with selective perception. If you can't make it fit your end goals, you just ignore it. If it's uncomfortable information, if you know, you've got $2,000 that you've paid now to the scam artist who keeps promising you a $2 million payout, the, uh, your selective perception is going to subconsciously ignore all of the incoming information, 
you know, and one of those is your family members telling you to stop. Mm -hmm. And the, I've had well-known people in the community call me up and say, my mom, my dad, they have their, they've gone through their entire life savings. Mm. They're in debt, 50 to a hundred thousand dollars, all because of this scam. We have told them over and over again, they've got to stop. They can't continue down this road. They will not listen to us. Mm-hmm. Start asking the question, why? Yeah. Even, even if the, they see this the same, maybe it was an email that, but coming from a different source, they're just going to dismiss that and just stick with what fits their hope, hoped for reality and their perception. Exactly. Wow. And it's, you know, all of us, will tend to try to run away from information that we don't, or a way of life that we don't feel that makes us feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I, I immediately go to health and you think about the, the unhealthy things that I do. (laughs) I know they're unhealthy, right? And yet I continue to do it. Mm -hmm. That's a piece of selective perception. When I eat that scoop of ice cream, and I could eat a scoop of ice cream or two every single day. I, you know, I know that's not healthy, but my selective perception says I'm going to ignore what that's really doing to me and I'm going to enjoy it anyway. Right. I prefer that sugary, sweet, fat taste over, you know, I'll take that stimuli over what I know that it's doing to me in this case. And so selective perception is that situation. And and we do it in so many areas of our lives. The scam artists know this. This is once again, where I'll come back. They study human behavior and Mm -hmm. they know how to turn human behavior against us. And this is one, one case where we see it happen in so many areas of our lives. We ignore what we know we should do. That's selective perception. And they use it against us. Excellent. Dale, we're going we're gonna to have to uh, uh, end up this conversation for the moment. Uh, we're going to have you back uh, once again to talk about the fourth bias that you have identified. And, uh, but I would, I'm going to highly recommend our listeners listen to the first podcast along with this one and stick around for the next one. Dale, what's one tip or recommendation, something practical that uh, our listeners can take away from today's conversation? Make it a habit to research before you make any decision. And, and habit is the important piece. So make it, by making it a habit, you start small. So anytime you need to buy a product or a service for your home, do the research to make sure that you're getting a good value, not the necessary, the lowest price, mm-hmm. but you want a good value and start that research piece. BBB is here to help with that research. But when you make that a habit and say, I'm not going to make a buying decision, I'm not going to outlay money until I've made a, uh, I've done some research that's going to help create a habit so that when a scam artist calls, there's this up, oh, you got to research it first. And you can go to BBB has what's called a scam tracker, and you can type in some keywords from the type of scam that you're being proposed and see just how often it happens. So 
do start with research and don't think, oh, well, anytime somebody calls me with a scam, I'll research it. Yeah, no, you got to start now mm-hmm. because and with the small things, the day-to-day intentional purchases so that when you're hit with something like this, it's just automatic. Okay. I'm not going to give anybody money over the phone when they just call me out of the blue. That's an automatic no. I need some time to research it. Yeah. And, and that gives you some time to step away and make some conscious decisions because everything we've talked about up to this point is subconscious right. and you want to make a conscious, logical decision. Well, I think that uh, scam tracker, that sort of research is, would not hurt to do ahead of time to become aware of things so you, you know it when you hear it as well. Dale, how can people reach you or, or find you online or find the Better Business Bureau or the Scam Tracker online? The social media piece is the is the easiest way to contact me through LinkedIn. Um, I watch that every couple of days. And then um, our website, bbb.org, has a wealth of resources for folks. And you can find Scam Tracker there at bbb.org, along with great start to research a business. Excellent. Thank you, Dale, for your time today. I appreciate your expertise and sharing with us. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you for joining us. Please check out our podcast archives growing at moneyfit.org slash podcast. Until the next time, please stay money fit and stay well.